like you've been run over by negative emotions? Or do your nerves just get the best of you? Perhaps everybody around you makes you angry. And when you're not, they usually are. So is there a way of calming those violent storms of emotions? There is a way. And today, I want to show you the calming effect. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hey friends, welcome back. Stephen Canyon, glad to have you with us. KineticBelief.com is the website. And if you'd like to comment on today's podcast, KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com. Also, a reminder, the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief Guided Journal, 100-Day Guided Journal, is back in stock at KineticBelief.com. Get the book if you haven't already and begin kinetically journaling your new life. Also available is the workbook to finding your original purpose. Hi, Megan. Hello. How is it today? It's really good. Yeah, the sun is out and the ocean the is, is calm. And the ocean is calm and it's freezing. It's still too cold <laughs> to ride your bike. I know. It's too cold. It looks warm, but it's not. It's deceiving. Mm. All is calm if you are. <laughs> do you know anybody that struggles with stress? Um, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you know, well, do you know anybody that doesn't struggle with stress? Uh, you. You uh, don't. Uh, who else? Um, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, Bad today, habits. the calming effect. I am so excited about today's podcast. What a cool title. Yeah. Digging into it. Well, let's just jump right in. You know, the competitive world has been constructed from a platform of aggression. Mm. All the world, everywhere you go, regardless of the nation, regardless of the nationality, everything is constructed from aggression, from yeah. competitiveness. Regardless of the topic. I mean, you could be aggressive in yoga. <laughs> you can aggressive, competitive, based mm-hmm. in that. It's so true. Well, and here's the issue with all of that. Understand that all aggression is negative source energy. Mm. And so the world has constructed itself around a negative thing. In competition, for example, the ego is either gathering the, the spoils of the day, if you will, or it's just postured to be confrontational. One or the other. If you don't walk home, if you don't, at the end of the day, take home a bounty of things that you've competed to to uh, gain, then you're just usually, most people anyway, not you, but most people are confrontational. Not me. <laughs> no, you're never confrontational. I have the urges, though. I mean, they certainly arise. And you're right. I mean, we live in a an incredibly competitive, aggressive, hyper, hyper aggressive world. I mean, just drive down the road and... There's, you're going to see some aggression just with, in the way people drive. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it's absolutely rooted in that. And um, like you told us before, though, you know, it's, a lot of that's rooted in fear. You know, a lot of people live their lives based in fear of not enough or feel of fear of losing relationships or not getting through the, the red light or whatever. Well, one thing that I really enjoy is our listeners, by and large, those are the ones that go to the Mastering the Universe workshop. Uh, and, and these are the people that are enlightened. They're seeking enlightenment. All of us are after more wisdom to help guide us through this life and to navigate around the, the obstacles of competition and fear and aggression and all of the, the, the noises that come with that type of, of existence in a world that is built up in the 
uh, and conceptualized from being aggressive. All violence stems from the competition of confrontation. Nations war with each other out of competition. The fruit of all of that is excited nervousness, it's agitation, the lack of calmness, and, but you know what, there is a way for every single person to purposefully, purposefully subject themselves to the enlightenment of calmness. Wow. And it does require that uh, someone does this on purpose because there's nothing around you that's going to be natural to your calmness. Well, that's what I was just going to say is that that's a, that's a fabulous point that, I mean, it's everywhere. It is, it has permeated every single aspect of our lives and our societies. And so if you, if you actually want to find that peace and live in that peace daily, it's going to take some digging. It's going to take some, some sort of, uh, what feels like a miracle to, to get you there. Well, it's miraculous to the spectator because they don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but the, mm. the magician of calmness has planned it. They've worked out the magic. And of of the mastery of calmness. I always think about that when I watch uh, like Olympic ice skating, and they look so serene and and at ease and at peace, even. And it, it they make it look so effortless. But you know, I don't even skate myself, so I can't, I can't oh, even imagine you, the work that goes into that. If you that. could see the the, the band aids on their feet, <laughs> exactly <laughs> on their heels, exactly. it's anything but calm. But it has the appearance of it. No, but a calm person is also always calming to their environment. And there's a peaceful person, and yeah, it's like the, it's the state of being like Gandhi. It yeah. just uh, doesn't make sense to the spectator. Ice skating doesn't make sense to the ones that are, and that's why it's so popular. It just mm-hmm. it looks and appears to be graceful, but you don't see what's going on behind the scenes. And I like that. I, I like that this idea that you can sort of usher in calm wherever you go. You can take that with you, and even set a new tone. Wherever you go, you can spread it around. Exactly. Well, there is a universal substance to intelligence. And that universal substance, it permeates all things. And it is the stuff of thoughts. It's, it's the mind of God. Our thoughts, the things that we think about, create our life principles. And that's the thing that makes you real. It's what makes you uh, uh, tangible in the natural your thoughts, they permeate the universe around you, and some of which are emanated from the core essence of you, from, that come from your inner being, the original purpose for you being here. And the substance of your inner being, it's going to either know and think in accordance to the ego of your practical experiences and those emotions and all the negative source influencers and all those feelings that you have accumulated over the years. So the substance of your inner being is going to either be in agreement with that or the substance of your inner being is going to adhere to the inspiration from the thoughts, from the universal mind substance of God. That universal mind substance of God, understand the creator, the bias for all of creation, the substance of the creative intelligence for every form uh, and, and every design, that, that bias, that intelligence is unlimited. It is all-knowing. It is the genius of God that is never confronted by competition. And it's this one genius that's never challenged by nervousness, agitation, fear. It's never going to be challenged by anger. It's always calm. So we know that there is the source that we can be enlightened toward to find that center for calmness while we are here in the land of the living while we're in the natural. 
It's interesting that you're you're bringing up thoughts too because thoughts are difficult in the sense that a lot of times you can be having them and not even realize you're having them if that makes any sense. You know, sometimes they can be extremely difficult to catch and to realize that you're actually, you know, participating in, in a bad thought and and that sort of kicks off so many different things that manifest into your life. So I think that's interesting that that's at the core of this whole concept. Right, and it's those those knee-jerk thoughts that, that uh, the substance of your inner being is either going to be knowing and thinking in accordance to all of those um, what you're talking about, those are really just ego, egotistical thoughts that are uh, responding according to negative source influencers, the practical experiences that we've had in life, all of those emotions and those feelings. Those are always kicking up the dust and putting into gear thoughts and responses that are natural mm. to our experiences. And if we don't check those, then we're going to be led around, tossed to and fro through life, being led around by negative responses to a negative world. Well, it's just like you said on yesterday's episode, you know, hey, this is going to require some focus. This is going to require some some personal awareness that a next level of awareness that you maybe you've never achieved before I really like too that you made the point that uh, the genius of God that it's never confronted by competition that's really beautiful isn't it because it just I like that when you're participating in these correct ways of living that it actually completely removes you from that toxic arena that everyone else is participating in it's not that you're trying to do your right thing in their world it just it completely removes you from it well that's correct and it does like you said it this is something you have to do on purpose the way that you do this on purpose is all of us we have meditative access to the creative force of god's genius that is the universal mind of all of creation and all of us have access but the purpose the 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 way that we access it on purpose is through meditation you have to turn off on purpose all of the influencers, the negative influencers in this world, in life, in your life, and gain access on purpose to the force of God's genius. And this is the calming application of all wisdom, all power. And it's the, the beauty and the wonder of creation. And, and all of that is you can agree with and unify with your original source substance, but you do this on purpose by locating your original source substance of your purpose for even being here. And then you come into agreement with that and you then kinetically journal your way toward that uh, the thing that you're agreeing with and not allowing yourself to be ever again convinced of something that is in contradiction to your purpose for being here in, in this world. You've taught us a lot um, over the course of even just the past year even about the inner genius, that unique inner genius that's in all of us and how when we access that, that's what's going to you know usher in the this original substance of life that, that we're all supposed to be experiencing. So how does, you know, you're, you're bringing up this really beautiful topic today of the genius of God and how to access, you know, the creative form of God's genius. So what is is the relationship between the genius coming from God and the one that you've taught us so much about that's that's within ourselves, um, that unique form that's true to us? I mean, how do those sort of um, merge and mesh together? Yeah, the genius of God, understand that that is actually the genius of you in unity with the genius of God. You stay in unity with the calmness of God by staying in unity with the genius of God. You become spiritually awakened to your original purpose 
and oneness with infinite wisdom, and you do it through kinetic journaling. In other words, you attuned the the nature of your original purpose by unbecoming negative influencers that we talk about often. The calming nature of all wisdom redevelops you to become your original self. So when you agree with your creative purpose, you cannot be threatened by competition. And then as such, you are enlightened through your creative purpose for living. Somebody always says, well, I'm just not creative. I can't paint. I can't play an instrument. I'm, and you certainly don't want to hear me sing. And I'm always hearing that. Look, creativity is nothing more than intelligence having fun. In other words, being creative doesn't necessarily mean that you are artistic. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are musical. Maybe you don't write poetry. But being creative, it just simply means that your mind is designed in a way that enables you to make decisions, to imagine new ideas, and to have insightful creative moments. In other words, being creative is simply you having fun with your intelligence. That's such a, a cool uh, way to look at that because creativity goes so much further. It, so, it goes so far beyond the arts. Um, you know, the mission to the moon was creative. That was incredibly creative and inventive to, to put, allow a man to step on the moon. Exactly. And another way of saying that is, look, this was uh, man having fun with his intelligence by going to the moon, being creative and exploring space in that way. The human being who doesn't think in accordance to their inner being, coming into agreement with what with their inner genius, that's somebody that's going to always just go through life being besieged by the sport of circumstances things happening to them. They are just the the prey of takers and abusers in a world of, of competition. Every human being is a creator, created in the image of the creator. Every soul on the earth is having a natural experience and has been given authority and dominion to do this with. It's the way we're all created. So you've been given the power of imagination and you have the passion of desire and the determination of belief. All of those things are your tools for navigating through this life, through this world. And as such, you've also been given the authority to use it for advancing your mind and your body and soul or for the destruction of your mind and your body and your soul. You have, a, you have the ability to either advance your life or to give in to the circumstances and find uh, your, your unfortunate pathway to destruction. I think probably the most difficult uh, moment to find that calming effect that we're talking about today is when you have found yourself spiraling. So you've gone too far in the other direction. You know, maybe you haven't mastered experiencing the calming effect all the time, every day, you know, maintaining it. So how do we, what sort of positive disruption or how do we pull ourselves out of a negative spiral when we find ourselves in one, we're trying to get back over into this correct way of thinking, this calm way of thinking and living? All negativity is born from competition. The dis-ease of competition disrupts your inner peace of creativity. And so whenever you find yourself spiraling out of control, ask yourself the question, where is it that I'm competing in my life? Who am I competing against? And usually you'll find out it's with yourself. And it's with a, you're, you're disappointed that you didn't meet some benchmark that you'd given yourself. No, the calming effect becomes you. When you purpose to kinetically journal your highest viewpoint for life, creating thought forms that then agree with your original purpose. And when you begin, here's the thing, the, the spiritual awakening of the universal genius of creation 
to your inner being, it is always immediate. This is not something that you just have to wait for your, your birthday to, to receive. <laughs> no, the moment of a human being's natural transformation to become one with the wisdom of all, it changes you from the death of deception, anger, and the ego of confrontation over to the advancing eternal life of calming peace, joy, happiness, prosperity, health, mind, body, and soul. It does feel like this topic is is pulling together all these different ideas that we've been discussing um, over time from, you know, you're a creator, the no competition, uh, your unique genius, the, the genius of God that, that you're connecting with. And I think it's interesting that all of this is sort of coming together and, and spiraling together into the calming effect. It, it requires, it's not just one thing in it does seem like it's a byproduct of, of doing all these things that we're learning about. And like we say all the time, you have to go back to the beginning. It's your kinetic journaling that's going to always reveal the original purpose for your expanding life. It is your self-awareness within the enlightenment of the original source that causes a, a well of water just to spring up within you. Calmness becomes you and then you become calm. The thoughts of your creator, the genius of your created purposes are heard in absence of the noise of the world. In the counsel of wisdom, it flows wherever it's invited. But you have to look for it and you have to welcome it. You've got to be in agreement with it. You can't struggle when it's knocking at the door of your heart. In other words, all freedom, freedom from sickness and disease and circumstances of lack, freedom from fear and the destructive force of ego, which is always going to be on the front lines of competition. Freedom comes to those who seek the counsel of love, and it is unconditional love that will always, always guide you into all truth. Mm, I love that. Freedom comes to those who seek the counsel of love. That's really beautiful. Is that is that something that we're doing just within our own mind and in our own hearts? We're trying to to really see the world through that lens? Is that... Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it all, you have to go back to that inner self, inner purpose, the original source purpose. And then, yes, that becomes the lens for all of life. And that's how you can remain calm in the midst of a storm when all around you are losing their minds. You have the proper lens for and the, the larger perspective for all in order to remain calm. And it becomes a peculiar thing for those that are observing. It, the story of Moby Dick, it's, it's not about a man looking for a whale by the way. <laughs> Herman Melville, when he wrote Moby Dick, he was writing about a man trying to find his higher self. And he said these words, For as this appalling ocean surrounds the verdant land, so in the soul of man there lies one insular Tahiti, full of peace and joy, but encompassed by all the horrors of the half-lived life. Mm, wow. In every moment of your life, you have this choice, and you can either be host to God or hostage to your ego. Wow. It's your call because you've been given the authority to choose. A few years ago, uh, you and I, we searched for Forrest Finn's treasure along the west side of Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> it was amazing, wasn't it? And if you haven't heard of it, you, there's, a, there's a man by the name of Forrest Finn, and he's, 
uh, in New Mexico, down in San, Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. But he used to own a gallery there, and later in life, he took uh, some of his treasures, and he put it in a treasure box, and he went out, and he hid it somewhere, and he wrote a book, a poem about it. <laughs> Amazing. And so we decided, hey, you know what? We've got some time this this spring. Let's go look for Forrest Finn's treasure. Let's get outdoors <laughs> and do some have some adventure. And so, Megan, we, we went and we searched the banks of lakes and rivers and streams. We went deep into forests and we looked under rocks and bushes. Remember that? And <laughs> I do. hiked down through rivers. I mean, we went out in places of just us and grizzlies. I mean, th- thick with grizzly yeah, bears, places was, that they said you probably shouldn't go. It was fun go. and thrilling and uh, scary at some times. <laughs> it was. But, but you know what? We purposed to, to act, uh, put action toward looking for treasure. We made the mindful purposeful decision to do that but instead of finding the treasure box we struck the gold of adventure by advancing our lives through the bounty of exploration the purpose of all of our lives is to advance our minds bodies and souls toward perfected completion in a bounty of exploration that's why we're here that's where we find the the treasure and the gift of life that's so true and you you had a really great tweet that was similar to this the other day and you were just talking about how you were struck one morning by all these different paths that we have, that we can take. And it almost, you said it almost felt overwhelming, just the number of different choices and paths we can take. But then you were also just as, as strongly struck by the beauty that we have the freedom to choose a path and that we do have such an abundance of opportunity given to us. That's a gift of powerful. life. Yeah, yeah. Gift of life is choice. Yes. Having the ability to make those choices is not, that's not the problem or the issue that we have to choose. That's the gift. And isn't it, isn't it interesting that it's so, so instinctual for many of us to hesitate you know you you were referring to Moby Dick and the life half lived and you know I think a life half lived it happens because you hesitate because you're not just starting you're not just diving in you can't just make a decision and then run as hard as you can with it even if it's in the wrong direction I mean just try thing I mean life life is it all works out doesn't it for the good I mean the good always comes to the kinetic believer that's that's assuming the good well that's the sad thing of life it, is, it doesn't always work out for good and that's what the that's what the, the story of Moby Dick was about it's a horrible thing for a person to live through this life double-minded yes. and being persuaded by negative influencers but the beauty of this life is you don't have to live that way and enlightenment always follows the one who asks mm-hmm. we have the ability to form questions that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us uh, without adversary at the end of the day, we are our own guide for life. We can ask the questions that will lead us. And when, with that ability to form questions, when, when a question is held in thought form for the answer, the truth of wisdom always, always comes. In quantum physics, researchers are on the cusp of ascending to the intellectual heaven. The paradox of searching for our source energy between the microscopic and the macroscopic is that the truth of discovery will finally be revealed as soon as the searchers are able to humble themselves enough to discover the question to which the universe is the answer. And the nature of that question in and of itself is going to explain why it was possible to describe our Creator in so many different ways. It's as though physics has been turned inside out through quantum discoveries, and it now appears that the answers already surround us. It's just the question that they don't know. 
Do you know the question? <laughs> yes, I do know the question. <laughs> what is the question? Well, the question begins with, why am I here? Mm. Who am I? And the answer is always, I am, therefore I am. Wow. I am life. I am health. Therefore I am. I think it's interesting that everything you're saying is always coming back to self. Always comes back to self in agreement with your original purpose. Yeah. The original self within. I am prosperity. I am um, uh, great relationships. I am joy. I am happiness. Yeah, I am health. I am health. Yes. I am, therefore I am, is the answer to all mm. and to all therein. Identity. Identity is everything. And I like I like that you've made this comparison too, where you really kind of told us, hey, the, the biggest obstacle you're going to have is yourself. And the biggest even enemy that you can have is self. But then that's also where the greatest creativity is going to come from and the most beautiful opportunities. So it's it's this wild ride that we're having just within our little selves. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it is a wild ride, isn't it? You know, Mark Twain said that the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Yes, <laughs> that is incredibly <laughs> true. And I love that said in only a way he could. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's perfect. But it always goes back to understanding who you are, why you are here, and asking those questions. And here's the thing about the inner genius. If you ask the question and you'll just be quiet long enough and journal the answer when it shows up, you begin kinetically believing to advance your life toward the thing that you are imagining to see. And you do it in the present tense, and you see your life around you changing. You see circumstances changing. Your health and your body, the soundness of your mind, your prosperity, the amount of money you have in the bank and in your pocket, your relationships, peaceful, joy, calmness surrounding you. All that begins to become you. You are, therefore you are. And that's the answer to the questions that you'll journal and write down. And then as you create those thought forms and imaginations and you put the substance of thoughts and the substance of words toward the thing that you're grateful for, your life begins to change. And that's the beauty and the majesty of the law of attraction because it's not a respecter of persons and it always moves according to what you imagine to see. That's how it works. You just need to know why you are here, but ask the question and allow wisdom to answer. I think it's interesting that everything you're describing, it gives me the sense of, of getting all of my sort of manifesting ducks in a row. So, you know, you're, you're just touching on all these different pieces of our life. And when they all come into alignment, that calming effect moves in and it, and it's, I just like that it's, it's not something we're just chasing after, but it's really a byproduct of doing all this in the original way, the, the right way, um, the way that agrees with our original purpose self. And, you know, I know that I've had in my past those mornings where you wake up and you're not waking up to a purpose. You haven't found that yet. And that's an incredibly empty way to wake up. It's an incredibly stressful way to wake up. But when you wake up to your purpose and you know exactly what you're supposed to be participating in that day, Oh my goodness, that's everything. It ushers in peace and joy and this calming effect. And it's incredibly powerful. Waking up to your purpose, it is a way of life. And it requires that you journal it, that you are revisiting your purpose for being here and that you are going to sleep at night with the correct imaginations for the following day. 
Yes. Awakening in the morning and you are revisiting those imaginations and you're doing it in a conscious way. And, and as you go to sleep at night, you're thinking about your imaginations and your perfected mm-hmm. desires so that your subconscious marinates those while you sleep. And then God forms those in your mind and in your heart and in your soul so that when you awaken again, they become the pursuit of the day and you are attracting those things into your life to change everything according to your original purpose for life. You know, sometimes I have to say, I find my myself um, working through the things you, you were just describing and however it, I'm doing it and I'm doing the uh, you know the motions I guess you could say but it's like the feelings take so long to show up sometimes do, do you know what I'm talking about like you're, you're saying the right things and you're doing the right things you're putting your in you know you're having these uh, really on purpose imaginations, but then all of a sudden you, you wait for that sort of burst of joy and excitement to come and it doesn't. Um, I guess that's just, is that a waiting game or are, are you not speaking the right stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great point because a lot of people, when they first begin this, especially they are looking for the agreement of feelings and emotions. Why? Because they've spent a lifetime of being led around by those. And if you get out of the practice of being led by your emotions and your feelings, they will ultimately catch up with your new way of thinking. To become at peace, enjoying the calm life, a person doesn't need to live in a peaceful place. You're not going to have to relocate yourself to find a place that will come into agreement with what you are imagining to to live. Understanding how to always be in a state of peace, which has a calming effect, is always appropriated through purposeful kinetic belief. Look, an optimistically happy person embraces the journey of their soul, just like we did looking for Forrest Finn's treasure. You embrace the journey. You embrace the adventure. And you do it through all of life, fully developing in your beliefs for a peaceful, a calm, and sound mind. The greatest potential of all people is realized every single moment that is lived imagining the calm life. And a person who is optimistically happy has everything that they need for developing the peaceful life that they desire. I, I found it interesting, too, that as we go through the, these processes that you're teaching, that you're teaching us about, that, for example, with the imaginations, it's amazing how when you first start, it is incredibly difficult just to conjure up this imagination. Isn't that funny? It's almost like you forgot how to play and you forgot how to imagine things that, that aren't just right in front of you. Um, but then as you go deeper and deeper and deeper, it becomes more vibrant and more colorful. Those imaginations, they, becomes easy, they become easy to conjure up and easy to dwell on. Um, I remember when when I first started doing this that I would lay in bed and, you know, there's that some nights you, you're laying there and it's as if your mind is just trying to remind you of all the stupid things you've ever done in your entire life. <laughs> right, right. And and then so you catch yourself and then you replace it with these positive imaginations about the life that you believe you're going to have, the life you want to see. And it's just a really powerful process. And I think it's I think it's important to remember that it's a practice. You know, this is not a one and done thing. This is a new way of living and you get better and better and better at it. The imagination is truly a gift. And I believe it was Albert Einstein that said something like, uh, the imagination is the greatest gift you can give a child. And the next greatest gift is more imagination (laughs) and use it. And it is a gift. And it is the thing that will direct our lives toward perfected completion, advancing it toward Mm -hmm. a place that all is well. Yeah. It's so powerful. And it's one of those underutilized things, isn't it? I mean, as you get older, it's almost as if it atrophies. 
if you're not doing everything that we're that you're well, it teaching does. us. Well, in another way, it becomes negative. You start mm. imagining the worst possible thing. You yeah. look to the you know people are fearful of of today. They're fearful of tomorrow. Mm. They're feel fearful of each other, and fear grips the imagination, and it starts creating and painting these horrible pictures mm. for life. And you just let it happen, and then it becomes <laughs> you. Without yeah. whatever you fear, will become you. Wow. So this is this is from the book of Job, and. I'm about to give everybody listening right now a gift. (laughs) Tonight and every night for the rest of your life, I want you to take the last five minutes before you go to sleep. And I want you to realize that you're going to program your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is most at home when you are unconscious. And if you... Spend the last five minutes of your day, like most people do, reviewing all of the things that you don't like and who abused you, who was mean to you, and who did this and who said this, and you are constantly doing this with your mind, then you are programming your subconscious mind because you are now about to marinate for the next eight hours in your subconscious mind, and then when you awaken, you'll rejoin your conscious mind from which we all originated, we're all just individualized um, personal expressions of that one thing that we, uh, that some call Tao or God or divine mind or creator or spirit, but the God that can be named is not the God. So you want to be real careful about how you program your subconscious mind. Now this is from the book of Job. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when a deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering upon their beds then he opens the ear of men and seals their instruction that's job 33:15 and 16 when you are slumbering on your bed he opens your ears and seals your instructions in other words what you place into your subconscious mind as you are about to go into this deep slumber each night is all dependent upon what you do the last four or five minutes before you go to sleep. You want to place into your imagination whatever you have placed into your imagination by saying, I am that. I am well. I am content. I am peaceful. I am calm. I am happy. I am prosperous. I am abundant. I am one with God. Because at the basic core of your original purpose, your original self, every one of us are just that. So right now, I want you just to close your eyes, and I want you to listen to this guided thought form for meditation. And here's what I would like for you to say to yourself at night. In fact, just say this after me, if you will, and close your eyes. I know that I am pure spirit. I know that I am pure spirit. And that I always have been. And that I always have been. And that I always will be. I always will be. There is inside me. There is inside me. A place of confidence and quietness. A place of confidence and quietness. And security. And security. Where all things are known. Where all things are known. And understood. And understood. This is the universal mind of God. This is the universal mind of God. Of which I am a part. Of which I am a part. And which responds to me. And which responds to me. As I ask of it. As I ask of it. 
This universal mind knows the answer to all of my problems. This universal mind knows the answer to all of my problems. And even now. And even now. The answers are quickening their way to me. The answers are quickening their way to me. I needn't be anxious for them. I needn't be anxious for them. I needn't hurry or worry for them. I needn't hurry or worry for them. When the time comes. When the time comes. The answers will be there. The answers will be there. I give my problems to the great mind of God. I give my problems to the great mind of God. To the awareness of love. To the awareness of love. I let go of my anxiety. I let go of my anxiety. I have confidence that the correct answers. I have confidence that the correct answers will return to me. Will return to me when they are needed. When they're needed. Through the universal law of attraction. Through the universal law of attraction. Everything that I need for my creativity. Everything that I need for my creativity. And my fulfillment. And my fulfillment will come to me. Will come to me. It's not necessary that I worry for this. It's not necessary that I worry for this. Only believe. Only believe. For in the strength of my belief. For in the strength of my belief. My desire. My desire. Will make it so. Will make it so. I see the hand of divine intelligence. I see the hand of divine intelligence. All about me. All about me. In the stars. In the stars. The flower. In the flowers. The forest. The forest. The stream. The stream. The field. The field. I know that the wisdom that created all these things. I know that the wisdom that created all these things is in me. Is in me. And around me. And around me. And that love will respond. And that love will respond. When I call upon it. When I call upon it. For my slightest need. For my slightest need. I know that my body is a manifestation of pure spirit. I know that my body is a manifestation of pure spirit. And that spirit is perfect. That spirit is perfect. Therefore, my body is perfect also. Therefore, my body is perfect also. I enjoy life. I enjoy life. For each day brings a constant demonstration. For each day brings a constant demonstration of the power of the power and the wonder and the wonder of the universe of the universe and myself and myself i am confident i am confident i am serene i am serene i am sure i am sure no matter what obstacle no matter what obstacle or undesirable circumstance or undesirable circumstance crosses my path crosses my path i refuse to accept it i refuse to accept it for it is nothing but illusion it's nothing but illusion there can be no obstacle or undesirable circumstance. There can be no obstacle or undesirable circumstance to the mind of God. To the mind of God, which is in me, which is in me, around me, around me, and serves me now. And serves me now. This is the great lesson. This is the great lesson. And I know. And I know this within. This within. Wow, that is so beautiful and powerful and. I know that I was just taken to a much deeper place than I, I think I've ever gone before. That was incredible. Oh, that's the calming effect. And we <laughs> should do this every night before yes. we go to sleep. I, I love that, um, that concept of reprogramming your subconscious because you're right. At night, we are absolutely ushering ourselves into this subconscious world of meditation and there's so much that takes place within our bodies as we sleep and as we are disconnected from the conscious mind um 
What a power. And I love, I've, I always love the concept too of doing something while you see, while you're seemingly doing nothing. <laughs> so right. this is really a great concept. Do this and you will awaken each mo- each morning with a bold sense of purpose that you can embrace mm. and race on into the day with. Wow. This has been a lot of fun, Megan. Oh, this has been amazing. Wow. What a, what a beautiful topic that we've had today. And, and I have to say, I feel very calm. Well, and you look calm. That is the calming effect. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Very, very powerful. And in, you're right. You know, the way that we started the the program, you were taking us through all the reasons that we need a calming effect. And that is incredibly, incredibly deeply true because the moment you step out your door or even have that first conversation with yourself, it you feel bombarded. And so being able to activate this on demand and, and carry it with you all the time is is uh, not just powerful, but I think I think it, it makes your quality of life just so much higher and better and deeper and, and, and stronger. Original purpose for life for every single person, regardless of where you are in the world, is to enjoy it and to have optimistic happiness and peace, joy, and living an abundant life with perfected health and prosperity. KineticBelief.com is the website. KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com will get an email to us if you'd like to comment on today's podcast. And Megan, Miss <laughs> Megan, we will see you back again tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you then. Thanks, okay. as usual, for all the wisdom. Bye.